Welcome to the Queen Divas Queens of Fitness podcast. Join your hosts, three-time WBFF world champions and WBFF royalty, Alicia Gowans and Stephanie Ayala McHugh, as we explore all things female health, training, competing, mindset, and living the fitness life every day. Welcome everybody back to the latest edition of Queen Divas podcast. I actually forget what number we're up to. We're on but... number 31. 31, Ooh, everyone. Wow. Right. That's incredible. Thanks for listening thus far. I mean, hopefully you guys are learning or, you know, just getting some insights from Ali and I. Uh, it's been really a lot of questions, I think more about like foods that I come up in my DMs and what we eat and kind of, you know, how much protein we eat and you know how do you budget it out and how do you eat so much you know like I think that's kind of more of the number one question I get besides training how about you Ali yeah look I definitely think so too and I think um a lot of struggle with mindset when it comes to shifting landscapes for people and I think that's why our episode that we did on the off season, you know, was such a really well received one, but also, you know, super important for a lot of people because it was, I had so many people come to me and be like, I just had this light bulb moment, this total aha moment of such a good response. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm going to stop harassing Uh around me or my coach or you Ellie. And I'm just going to settle into this now and I'm going to actually freaking embrace it, you know? So that was really cool. And I'm really glad that we had that opportunity and this platform to help people like that. And, you know, that's the whole concept behind why we do what we do and, and come together and chat like this. But I think it's definitely that sort of stuff that I see more of. Um, it's definitely a lot of a lot of questions around, you know, just sort of random things like supplementation and timing on things, but then also, um, you know, how to actually get out of that more is more mentality, you know, where they want to do seven days a week in the gym. They want to overtrain. Oh you know, man, we've talked about this. Yeah. Exactly. The concept overtraining. of pulling back. Yep. Yeah. Pulling back, not doing too much and eating enough is usually the biggest issue most women have. It's like, okay. it's fear. It's, it's. And under eating, you know, actually we've talked about that too. It's not just about, you know, the overtraining aspect. Some people are training maybe sufficiently, but they're under eating and the undernutrition, your malnutrition, you're really nutritionally deficient. And that's, what's causing a lot of these other hormonal issues, gut issues, you know, obviously not growing maybe those areas. And, you know, obviously your legs, if you're focusing on glutes, I think every freaking female in the whole earth (laughs) is working on some shape or form hamstring quad you know lower body enhancing you know like the shape of it so if that is the case we have to address our food and are we eating enough and are we having adequate amount of protein like we've had in previous episodes that you can you know refer back to and um, because this question gets asked a lot about what do you eat and we obviously like this last episodes um, we actually had like two ago I believe or not actually last yeah, episode we were talking about the post-training yeah. yeah. And this kind of leads into what we're talking about too. Yeah. 
Yeah, we're giving examples of, you know, some of the things that we will hit and the importance. And, you know, actually I had quite good feedback, you know, from people, you know, and, and listeners from that episode as well. So thank you everyone for actually reaching out and giving us commentary back because it's always great to know what's hitting and what, what you're finding really relevant and what you'd like to hear more about. Because it yes, really they were like, I didn't way. know I was supposed to be Correct. doing that. Correct. Yeah. And, and so I've had a lot of that, you know, with the whole concept of, okay, the timing of things now being important and where can I optimize performance by placing certain ratios before and after training and um, just even recognizing that it doesn't have to be what bro science stereotypical (laughs) you know um, post-training looks like which has got to smash down the WPI within five seconds of finishing get it on water and shaking the shaker right So, you know, I think it was really lovely to be able to share all of that too. And, you know, backing on from that, Steph made a joke about how, you know, all of my meals post-training look like a Michelin star chef. They do. And I'm not going to lie. I'm very fucking blessed. And they actually are pretty sensitive. She has a chef in her house. I mean, her freaking partner is like a full on chef he makes the sauces he makes like you yeah. know all these different seasonings from scratch and like yeah. i mean i've had christmas food and i'm mind blown every time he cooks like know, steaks or he makes know, eggs even look like taste amazing i'm like who makes eggs so like <laughs> like, like a delicacy like i mean i'm just no. being serious i eat eggs every day and <laughs> no nowhere like his flavor and you know look I, and the, the scary part is, is that I can cook too. So, you know, if you get both going, it's like. It's, Ali's like, know, hey, don't get me wrong. It's, it's actually out of control. But <laughs> I will say this though. The only reason that I don't anymore is because he actually, because he's on the spectrum, he actually gets a level of, um, it's the only time I see him calm. Like actually come out of his shell. It's kind of like yeah, a it's like a passion. It's you can see the passion that comes out of it. Yeah. It's very cathartic. And when he's mm-hmm. in his bing, 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 bing moment, it actually brings him down to earth and he actually yeah. down regulates a bit and chills out a bit. And it's it's very interesting it's to see. Zinful, it's a zinful moment, it right? Is, like it, like it how is, we use other hobbies, you know, like to maybe entertain us or you know, distress. Um, same thing. I, I I can understand. That's actually kind of like my mother. My mother, she cooks to you know unwind. Actually, like yeah. she makes things you know to try to almost in a way cope to and relax. not necessarily to eat but to relax. Exactly. Yeah. So Chris so also I understand. Yeah. So so for me, I'm like, well, you know, less. You love it. <laughs> It's, it's something that I think is, you know, just physically very good for you mentally. So, so I just let him, I just let him go, you know, like, I don't, I don't mind when I mean, I'm alone. I mean, I mean, walking into the kitchen go. with the, you know, yeah. meal rolled out. So 100%. I mean, all kudos to you guys. That's amazing. You guys are a power couple in the aspect that you guys each have, you know, your own passion that all combines and comes together right so he cares about the nutritional side he also knows the nutritional yeah, side and that's does. very he important 
and he asks too, you know, like it's it's relevant. He doesn't just, um, you know, throw stuff together. He literally will be yeah, like- What kind of macros are you following? What do we have to hit? What is exactly. that we have to kind of like Where follow along? Exactly. Yeah, even down to when he's doing his, um, you know, premium orders. So he has these couple of different sources that he purchases from, but he does these premium orders, you know- yeah, Like a butcher or something? Like a butcher, like butcher, slices? Butcher, seafood, like... Uh, organic- um, oh. You know, market Stop like it. You're making me want to go to like the fish market or like <laughs> yeah. go to a steak house because that's so the kind of food. I'm not even kidding. Like that's what they are eating. <laughs> okay. For the rest of us, the ones that don't eat, you know, at the gourmet level every single day that we have to kind of, you know, maybe whip some stuff up on our own, learn how to cook. Maybe you're those that don't know how to cook. It's okay. Like you or can even, still You could be people <laughs> freaking hate it and and you know and i get that a lot of clients that are like simple recipes that don't need a lot of extensive cooking um but also kind of understanding that the budgeting side of things does get expensive like i get constantly like man it's hell you know it's it's so expensive to eat healthier and it is it's crazy whenever we look at it like when we go out to a restaurant or we go out you know um to just a public place the healthier salad's always going to be more expensive yeah. than maybe the cheeseburger you know and i it, yeah. that's the case here in Australia. Yeah, but like, oh my God, what you don't get when you're eating a cheeseburger instead of right but the other thing is is that I'm always been of the mindset that and I think, you know, we've actually shown this too. Um, you're not actually going to spend more money if you eat healthy, as long as you know how and where to do it, right? So, you know, this the key to it is if you are someone that's always been eating a junk food takeaway where you can get a full mm-hmm. big massive meal for like $5.95, then yes, it's probably going to seem very, very expensive to you when you walk down the street and to buy a salad, it's 15 bucks, you know, and you don't feel yeah. as satiated because it's not full of fat. It's However, not as fulfilling, correct. Preparing it at home, we can so actually much, so much cheaper. do this so much cheaper. So, like so much cheaper cheaper. than the five ninety five, like you're talking about. Like you can do these things exactly. by again. This, we're talking about at home cooking, and then we will go into a couple, like I guess, like some of my go tos and some of your go tos that yeah, could the, be on the go. The but we are referring to you know actually saving money, budgeting your meals by being able to resource them on your own. Because not all of us have the ability to maybe meal prep with a meal prep company, right? Like um, outsource to someone else to, you know, cook your meals because it gets costly, you know, and not only that, you maybe don't eat them as often. Sometimes you don't like the flavor or you're just kind of like stuck finding the right place get bored of the same mix get bored time they mm-hmm. have the exact same you know food with no variation and this is the other thing when you're doing this preparation at home on your own you can completely vary a meal so you know one of the fun things i love doing is taking the same five ingredients and making and i'll do this often on my socials and i'm actually about to do this again soon um i'll make five to six different meals with five ingredients only and show how you know if you were to get given it in a plan there is no need to get a new plan every single week because the reality is that those five ingredients you can make five to six so different many yeah so, so many different meals which so we can refer to you know some carbohydrates which is kind of like what you're even you know kind of using whether if it's a protein source 
for carb, like guys, we can make so many things out of eggs and oats. It's ridiculous. It's like kind of mind blowing how much you're able to actually make from just oats themselves, a little protein powder, a little egg, you know, a little milk, like all these things go such a long way. And if we're really thinking of like even a third world country where they're having to really budget their food and try to be more resourceful with fulfilling and satiety, you know, satiety and making sure that you are fulfilled, it's going to be like beans and rice. Like, I mean, I grew up on beans and rice. Like that was actually probably one of the number one things that we had with every single meal, along with like a small amount of protein, but because you're, you know, trying to still fill in the gap. And I think what's really more important is understanding those nutrients, which you can always refer back to some of those episodes that we talk about more macros and understanding them. And, you know, obviously how to designate the type of protein, fat, and carbohydrate that you should be combining together. Um, Cause we do have that even with the post-training yeah. episode kind of go through what's a good, yeah. What's a good ratio. Um, but it's mainly about bulk. I believe, you know, I think when it comes down to buying food, going to a wholesaler is always going to be the cheaper route yeah. um, instead of going to like your mom and pop store, which they have to tax you. They have to, you know, like inflate the price because they are not buying as much as that wholesaler. So that wholesaler here in the States, uh, we have Costco. I don't know if you guys have, we like, have a store, like a Costco. We have, no, we actually have Costco in a couple yeah. of places, but not many. It's like, I don't know. But do you have like a reference? Like kind of like, do you see what I'm saying? Like a wholesaler yeah. Yeah, or like we, they have everything and everything's sold in bulk. We have a, we have something similar, but we do have Costco. There's just, they're just not everywhere. It's not like the States where you can literally have one in every location. So if you've got anyone that's living regionally in Australia, they will not have access to that. Gotcha. Um, okay. You know, so that's a bit different to them. So do you guys have like maybe one of the most common stores that is known that's maybe a food chain, like that's a, you know, grocery store in Australia? Because that's kind of like what happens here. We have Walmart. Yeah. Yeah. You guys have Walmart. You have Ralph's. And you have, yeah, oh, hey, um, hey, I grew up I on mean, I'm all over. I know, I know my American. Yeah. <laughs> I spend we don't have Ralph's here in Texas, though. Like here no. in Texas, we don't have Ralph's. No, I, I got that from California. But we have Albertsons and Kroger's. Okay, these are just bigger wholesalers. They are not maybe to the bulk. So Costco, that's literally everything yeah, that's you buy thing. is going to be in bulk versus if we go to maybe a Ralph's, uh, you know, a Kroger here or a Walmart, you don't have to be obligated to buy six packs of rice with that, you know, uh, amount. It would be individual packs, but the price comparable yeah. to other grocery stores oh my that God. are as big is like, quite relevant. Yes. Like my favorite store, but it's freaking expensive is Whole Foods, right? So same here. But, same. But, but the difference between what you spend at Whole Foods to Walmart, <laughs> the same product. It's ridiculous. Like, what it's the, ridiculous. you know what I mean? And, like, Given, given that the qualities and different, you know, obviously resources are coming for them from these foods. Like we have maybe, you know, more organic options at Whole Foods and we have maybe some, you know, more gluten-free availabilities at these kind of natural stores. But if we're really thinking about like the budget. whole spectrum, yeah, on a budget, you do yeah. not need, you don't Hey, you don't question, Whole Foods. <laughs> can you actually order Costco online? Yes, you can. And you can actually, so here in the States, you can order Costco online, but you can also order because Amazon Prime here in the States is 
owner of Whole Foods. So all of anyone that has Amazon Prime here in the States can within two hours, two hour delivery, you can, they, this wow. person is going to go to the store, get all of your groceries and deliver them to your door. Obviously not within that two hour span, but they're going to be shopping with, you know, you know, your grocery list within two hours. And probably within that four hour mark, you're going to be getting groceries at your door because Amazon is obviously like the biggest, you know, e-commerce here at the moment. Um, so they have also bought out Whole Foods and they have that as their, you know, service. So it is pretty damn cool, but Whole Foods is expensive as fuck. You know, oh, like if you really think about it, like, yeah. Come on. Like a little yeah, bit of, you know, chicken. I can go buy chicken at, you know, Walmart and still be organic. Let's even talk about still clean, nice, good chicken. You know, I can spend $12, you know what I mean? Like for a pound, a pound and a half of organic chicken, depending on kind of, you know, of course how much I'm getting, I'm going to go spend about 16 bucks. You know what I mean? On like quarter <laughs> or like, yeah, which again, <laughs> give or take yeah. like yes sometimes it is worth it but if we're on a budget you do not need to be at these no. all natural food stores no. no so the number one thing i always say to any of my my team that is sort of you know very much financial restrictions you know limitations budgets they've got big families like there's a whole bunch of factors that might be making us make really um considered you know budget-based decisions when we're looking at their programming the number one thing i would say for anyone that's following and if it fits your macro is not following a plan is pre-plan for the week what meals you're going to have like don't let it be yes. a by the fly if it fits your mouth situation day to going to add up super quick so i think yes. pre-plan your meals know what you're going to have for the week doesn't mean you're going to have the exact same food every single day but know your rotations know what days yep. you're going to have you know, what meats or what dishes, and then do your bulk purchase for all of that at the start of the week. For me personally, I really love things fresh. So I usually always go start of the week oh, and then the week. Week, top yeah. up. Um, we also, one of the biggest things we invested in, which I think has been such a massive saving and we eat all organic and it sounds you know, flash and expensive, but it's not because we grow most of what I was going to say that if anyone is up for what we eat, you should grow a garden. You should yep. start adding some herbs, start with herbs. I think herbs are like the best form to start a garden because they're easier to take care of, to nurture. And once the herbs, because it's just like a plant, you know, are up and going, you can start using your herbs for your seasonings, you know, adds a lot more oh, flavor. Makes to such your a food. difference. You can change oh, every single meal substantially by which spot. A little basil, a little cilantro, yeah. you know, obviously just like having a little yeah. bit of just like any, any type of herb, honestly, like yeah. for me, herbs are the key to any dish. Yeah. But Definitely. here comes also, you know, the next, you know, ability to be able to do some vegetables like, you know, some tomatoes. Oh my God. That's just gonna the say, most resourceful. Some of the most common True. ones that you know you use really frequently, you know, like tomato, cucumber, zucchini, onions. Um, obviously onions are a little tougher. Right they grow so easily. Like they like we are literally taking cucumber and tomato off of our trees every single day, fresh, every Amazing. single day. Like it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Eggplant, we, which is your, you guys call it aubergine. We literally have that all the time. Depends on where you are. Cause I call it eggplant, but I know what you're saying. <laughs> so, you know, we actually make, um, Christos does this amazing tomato and eggplant reduction salsa that he puts through all of our pasta. And he's just all the fresh produce that he 
boils and simmers and reduces over the course of like four or five (laughs) hours but it's just all of our trees we also have the most amazing banana tree that gives us bananas fresh probably i would say 70 percent of the year we don't have that's a lot of work though ali to get the banana tree to grow you know no really not no how long did it take you I'm Not thinking the banana tree is so, going to take you months. No. So what we did was we bought a semi. So this is the key to this too, guys. If you're going to invest in and start to develop your own backyard, like we did, I would suggest you get some things that are completely seedling new. And then you buy certain things that are going to take years that are pre-grown or partially uh-huh. mature. So that basically uh-huh. you plant them and you might wait a year but then they're fruiting and they're fruiting ongoing, right? That's what well, I was thinking. Like, I'm like, a banana tree would have taken right. about a year to grow. No, it's really From good. We, we got it partially mature. Oh. We had fruit on it within six months, but we have them like, we have them here. We have them in Canberra. We have them in the Bali house. Like we've got them everywhere. Um, here they in the States, really banana is actually probably the cheapest fruit in oh, really? the whole US. So wow. for anyone budgeting like fruit, or carbohydrates, because obviously banana is a very big carbohydrate. It would be like a banana, like that would be the most resourceful thing here. So actually for some of the fruits, bananas and apples would probably be follow, you know, apples following right after that. Not that apples are cheap, like a banana. Like, I mean, it's ridiculously cheap, like 50 cents a pound. Like, I mean, it's like really, really, wow, really that's cheap. actually really good. They're not, che- they're not that cheap like that here. And ah. probably one of the other most expensive things from time to time it's not all the time but from time to time interesting and especially in new zealand is an avocado new zealand avocado prices are ridiculous for my athletes there i have to really i think avocados are across the board are pretty pretty expensive if they're not in season but there are times here we get avocados for two you know two avocados and a dollar like you know two actual avocados for a dollar but that's just when it's in season like if they're not in season they're going to cost you you know two to three bucks per avocado so I think with us too, because we have, you would have seen so many situations with bushfires and floods and all oh, of yeah. the These are many California, I swear. All of our I, stuff I gets affected. Australia like Cali. The farmers get affected, our, our pricing get affected. So to touch on this, when we're talking about, you know, growing your own vegetation where you can, starting small, expanding, I think Herbs, think about the things that are relevant yeah. to your area, relevant to your climate, relevant to your backyard size, yep. you know, yep. um, and then relevant to what you would consume too. Like, don't just get things for the sake of it. Get the things you actually would eat and use often and plant those first. And then second to that, go to a local farmer's market we go every single week on either a saturday morning or a sunday and the things we lack that are not yet fruiting in our garden or our baby seedlings taking a little bit longer to come um we pick them up every single week fresh at this market now i'm telling you you're buying direct off the farmer no middleman no extra charges no taxes and you are literally spending i'm not joking maybe 40 or 50 dollars for a family of four 
for the whole week. Very, very true. The only, only issue I've ever had. And I think people can relate to this. When I go to the farmer's market, I get like a little, like a little too out of hand. Like I I just want it all. I want all the fruits. And I'm like, but there's no way I'm really going to do a budget in my calories. Like my macros was what I'm trying to say to really eat all of this fruit, but I'm already there. And like the farmer's market's not really close to me. So I do have to go out of my way to go to like to a farmer's market. And I do enjoy it. Ali, you're so right. Like not just the, the right. price cut, meaning from the middleman, but just the aspect. You see the farmers, like technically they're coming from that family. And it's like so nice to know you're almost giving back to, you know, a local family, right? And, and I don't know if you awesome. guys have this there, but at our markets here, we actually have local um like farm to plate on cattle. Yes. So yes. We have we the we also get like butcher and fish market. It's like a fish market all at once. Yeah. It's like kind of one-stop shop. Like you kind of go and get all your natural organic, you know, foods or technically fresh from, you know, the ocean or fresh from, you know, the butcher, like you said, or fresh from, you know, the garden. Um, But because I end up kind of Oh, overestimating how much and not overestimate. I just get really, you really, throw, you throw I just grab it and start putting everything into my basket. And here I am like a week later, my stuff is getting bad. Like it's yeah. going, you know, it's too ripe. I'm not going to be able to eat it. So I'm trying to give it away. So guess what y'all, if you guys, you know, have this issue or, you know, struggle with buying maybe your week in advance for your meal prep um, or for your fruits and vegetables, freezing your vegetables is the easiest thing to preserve them they are not gonna go bad so like bananas how many ripe bananas go bad and you throw them away because they turn freaking black you know so instead of waiting for them to get black when they are ripe you throw them trick is you guys okay you have to take off the otherwise you're gonna be struggling with this side I've done it before. Take off the freaking banana peel, okay? Peel the banana back and, you know, just throw it into a Ziploc bag or saran wrap it and throw it into the freezer. You're going to be able to use these bananas in the future for your, you know, shakes. Or if you want to just kind of unfreeze it and let it, you know, obviously defrost and, you know, obviously make it for a little pudding or some type of, you know, extra, you know, type of ice cream. Put them in pancakes. You can put them oh, in pancakes. So protein, many things. Berries, like same thing applies with berries. You know, whether it's blueberries, strawberries. You know, I do this even. Oh, this is a trick, and I think this will be appreciated from those avocado lovers because not everyone's an avocado lover, but they go bad so quickly. If you don't wait for that perfect moment for them to like go in the ripeness, they're either too hard and not really yummy, and then they're you know obviously like kind of almost sour or they're either a little, maybe, I don't know if there's too much of a ripeness, but then they start getting black inside. So that's kind of when we were talking about, they get too ripe. So what you want to do, same thing. You don't have to peel the avocado, like the banana, but still stick it in the freezer. You're going to be able to still keep the freshness of the avocado. You're just going to have to put it under water, hot water, defrost it when you want to use it. And you'll be able to now have a fresh avocado ready to use. It's pretty freaking amazing. If you've not been able to, you know, preserve your avocados. I know I used to get so angry and so mad. I bought too many avocados or you're trying to, you know, space out to see how, (laughs) you know, how well you're going to do with eating them. This is just a really easy little technique by using your freezer or even just freezing meals. If you're going to bulk your meals and they're going to go bad within three days because you did use fish or you did use, you know, something like eggs that does go bad pretty quickly, you can freeze your food. You can actually get 
um, a sealer, a food sealer and have all your meals technically frozen. Yeah. A lot of meal prep companies actually use that technique, you know, they, you know, cook all of it fresh. And after three days, they end up putting it in, you know, obviously a, a frozen type of label so that it's preserved and then mail it off to you, which I'm not, a, I'm not a fan of that because I'd rather it to be, you know, obviously rolled out and, you know, ate, but in worst case scenarios, if I know I'm not going to be able to meal prep again throughout the week, I will stick it in the freezer. And guess what? I'm just going to do use it as like if it was yep. a frozen meal. And it's, and I know was, where it Exactly. And that was actually going to be my next point. So other than looking at what you can actually start to grow yourself or going to a local farmer's market to buy in bulk produce that is both, you know, oftentimes organic and very clean. Um, We're a wholesaler. It's, it's also volume-based food. So it's yes. more satiating and filling than going and having processed stuff anyway. But mm-hmm. outside of those two things, when then you get home and you've got all of this produce, rather than having it go to waste, pre-prepare it, cook it in bulk, yes. have it done, and then freeze it. Yes, freeze hard after it's done don't wait till like you said don't wait till it's like the bananas that are in the corner that's just a technique that's just like one of those things like oh my god i didn't finish my avocados this week exactly i think it's a great one on the note note of avocados if people are opening it up they're only having like say 30 40 grams in a serving for per day for Mm -hmm. argument's sake especially as you get into a prep with deficits yes the way you stop your avocado from going off is you actually fill a container full of water, stick it inside water and put it in the fridge and it won't go black. It's the same, it's almost like the same technique of the freezing. It's crazy. Like it's, I don't know what it, the avocado does while it's inside that, you know, um, skin, know either, but but just the water and the freeze, something about it keeps it, you know, not getting too ripe. So it That's is just correct. a little tip. Um, I, I, I relate to that one too, Ali, because we don't get that much avocado every single day when we are getting, you know, closer to managing our fats. Uh, but I do think that protein is probably the most expensive obviously you know i think all protein is raising prices across the globe with you know the pandemic and all the type of you know resources you can get it from they're also increasing their prices so even here like um the most essential protein is used to be it used to be chicken but now that chicken has kind of got really bad meaning in the aspect of like the manufacturers here and like the farms have not really been pumping out chicken as much actually a ground meat is going to be the most yeah the most essential for budgeting like your price like whether if that's going to be you know ground turkey or ground beef or even ground chicken is even cheaper than you know doing just like a chicken breast but the another just trick. It's like a little hack that I think most people can, you know, use. If you go to a grocery store, they sell those rotisserie chickens. Like they're whole chickens. Yeah, right? like yeah. The whole chickens, you do not need to be eating the skin, you know, like you de-skin yeah. it, you know, you take out the portions, whether if you know you're not going to have fats from the thigh or the, you know, the wing or the, the, you know, the drumstick, then you just obviously take out all those pieces and you just eat the breast. Like that's really probably the most resourceful for anyone on a budget and anyone here in the States yeah. already knows that is like a go-to yeah. if you don't have cooked food, um, you can't also, pass to a restaurant. That you think about those sellers you discussed at the start of the program that are super expensive, go into any of those stores and any of your main food stores, especially here in Woolworths, Coles. Bag is salad? They have a salad bag. 
Take it out, throw it into your Tupperware, add a bit of your ripped off roasted chicken. Roasted chicken. Put a salad for like maybe $7 versus 20 Girls, they cost seven bucks over there. Are you kidding me? Oh to my get God. The, to get the salad plus your um, chicken portion. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Now we're, now we're on the same level. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. really charging us $7 no, for a bag. They're usually about anywhere between, depending on what one you get, anywhere between $3.50 to $4.00 you know something so okay so you're looking at maybe the ones that have are you got the ones with things inside of them or just with the leaves because the ones here with stuff with with two or three bucks yeah no even ours here for the leaves is still close to three so okay so it's still just a little a little little higher but we could still like you said like still for a good seven to maybe eight bucks i think across australia and the u.s max that's like a couple meals. That's not even just, you know, obviously well, yeah, uh, because one meal. Because one bag that. is going to be like, you know, not even right. necessarily right. one full salad. It's going to kind of yeah. be, almost be like maybe two. But if we're thinking of even carbohydrates, right? Like I think that's another one that is, again, I already spoke to you guys, like rice and beans, like that's going to be the yeah. number exactly. one yeah. for budgeting. But they do have a higher amount allotted to them in carbs so if we're really thinking of maybe trying to like reduce them corn tortillas i think is just like such a really good option i think every store um most most places are going to have some type of corn tortilla or corn wrap or you know some corn product that's really helpful and that's also very cheap and it has a lot it comes in bulk you know so doing that along with even like who doesn't have bread? Like, I think bread is, again, everyone. Oh, is, my know, God. Don't even get me bread. started. Do you know how many crazy women don't touch bread because bread, right? So they're like, so <laughs> bread equals fat. And if I eat bread, I'm going to get fat. And I don't know, understand for a second uh, where yeah, this yeah. even started from. My mind explodes. Like, I, I literally know. eat. I had this conversation online with someone the other day. I literally eat some days one, two, three, four, five, sometimes six slices of bread in, in a day. In yes, a day. Sometimes I love that. Because it'll be my slice of raisin toast, sometimes two as my pre-workout in the morning. Then mm-hmm. I have two pieces of sourdough with my eggs if I'm having eggs in the morning. Then I yeah. may or may not have um, my slices of soy linseed low GI with my banana and peanut butter in the afternoon. Like, you yes. don't I have a sandwich every day. So I have bread every day. There's not a day I don't go by with having bread. Like that, let me yeah. tell you that disclosure. I'm I have da- I have daily bread. Like whether if that is through a bagel, whether if that's through a sandwich, or, or whether a tortilla it's through, or something. Yeah, a tortilla. Oh, but that's like okay, tortillas yeah. have their own category for me. But <laughs> You are, they're a complete different family, so even family on, different like okay there's a difference <laughs> between flour and corn like that's another reason why i bring up corn tortillas i used to hate corn tortillas because flour i mean if anyone knows flour tortillas they know there's a big difference like way better but as far as you know macros and budgeting right, yeah. both of them are going to be good in the budgeting side but yeah, for yeah. our nutrients, corn tortillas have fiber. Those, you know, like white tortillas that are the yeah, flour ones, they, they, they don't have anything, okay? They're going to be those, you know, very, very high amount of carbs. 
Oh yeah, oh yeah. Those are the ones that you know. Whenever Hispanics tell me, "Oh, tengo que dejar la tortilla," that means like ah, I gotta leave the tortilla. You know, like the same way they tell you, "I gotta leave the bread," which is crazy to me because that's the first thing they tell us, right? I gotta yeah. start a diet. I need to cut out my bread. It's like, it's like what? why? Because <laughs> <laughs> bread is the only carb. I swear that's what they think. Oh, I think most. Bread's the only carb out there and it's not I the case. I think the stigma behind it comes from the fact that it doesn't come immediately directly out of the ground. So therefore, oh it's But it does. Therefore, it's going to be bad. <laughs> if you really think of it, if you really kind of think of it, I mean, it's all starts from wheat that comes out of the floor. Yeah, know. You know, I'm just saying being even more, if we want to be ridiculous, like these people that throw us these articles and like well this says you know right. that you know right. bread is bad right. for you like, well let's oh, it's be gonna be a carcinogenic next time we hear <laughs> but you know what i actually you know there's actually research on this there is and i know i've referenced this in another episode we did so you probably would have heard me talk about it but there was research which showed that people that had they had you know different control groups they had the exact same caloric intake the exact same carb you know um consumption the exact same output and they had you know one group consuming like a loaf of bread a day as their total carb intake they got the same results <laughs> and they still lost weight in a caloric deficit the same as the other as the other group so it's like so, so just to take away from this you guys eat so the fucking bread okay unless you are literally a celiac disease like type and then of and then then you can get gluten-free and other options so you can still absolutely eat bread, you, well sourdough is even one of the favorable ones as you know sourdough bread 100%. is not you know it's not fermented the same way as no. the other ones so i mean we can get around even if we have sensitivities to yeah, wheat okay but so, i mean at the end of the day bread's not the enemy so bread's a really cheap, good budgeted how cheap is a piece how, how cheap is a loaf of bread like in cheap. all seriousness well, I think we grew up on sandwiches too, right? Like turkey and, and, exactly. and a, a loaf of bread. Like you've got like your deli meat, which would be like a turkey, a ham. You know, you've got obviously, hey guys, cheese isn't the enemy. I used hey, to think it was. I will tell you. Three chicken, strip it up. Put it on the bread. Put it right on. You got a chicken sandwich, right? So these are all things that I, okay, going yeah. into the sandwiches mode because sandwiches are like a daily thing. I actually thing think they're life. I think they're live. Oh, they are. Anywhere I go, I restaurant, I'm going to have a grilled chicken sandwich. Thank you. Okay. Like it's very easy for me to be able to have sandwiches at places because you understand the value. But when it goes down to, you know, proteins, we always think of just chicken and beef. What about like tuna in a can, right? Like tuna in a can is probably the easiest and most cheap. Okay. The cheap, not, well, I can't say the cheapest, but it's but it, really, it, really, really, like very efficient for the another, budget. Another carb option that's super cheap, rice cakes. Rice oh, cakes yeah. with your can of tuna as a snack. Like there are so many. And pasta is even make. very cheap. You know, when you cook in bulk, so again, ways. you have to think pasta, oats, like oatmeal. Oh my God, the things you can make out of oatmeal. You can blend yeah. the oatmeal to just make it into the, batter. The actual price point on oats for that whole bag it's great so cheap. same here here it's yeah, great definitely. price definitely. so i think grain so what we're leading into like which is kind of what we're talking is that grains are very cost efficient so whether if that is rice beans you know oats wheat all these things are very very efficient in cost because they are also produced in bulk it's you not something really, very scarce you know the really interesting thing is when you listen to everything we've listed does it surprise you 
that in none of these things is the five ninety five fucking McDonald's massive <laughs> blow your brains out size meal. You know what I mean? <laughs> Nothing. None of it is listed anywhere. And the kids meal. Oh yeah, I grew up on a kids meal. You like that's just my... like you. But you don't. We we get trained. We're trained, Ali. It's 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 Crazy. a stigma that's from a child, and this is the, yeah. the this is what we have to break, and this is the old us and the old you know I guess history of what used to be the norm that we all had a fast food meal you know growing up. I don't know if that's the case over there, but it was for me growing up. Um, I had fast I think, food every day. I think for horrible. a lot of people, um, it definitely from the go. Right, Mine wasn't. I, I, I've never actually ever eaten McDonald's. So I've had. Um, Did you just say you've never eaten McDonald's? No, I haven't. Have never Did you just it. say what? I don't <laughs> like it. I don't even like the smell of the place at all. What? what like my thing was. Um, so you've never had a chicken like, nugget from McDonald's? It, no, never ever. Never ever. <laughs> no, thank you. A not, even, not even no, now. No. No, no, not, no nothing. Like, I've never had anything. So can you tell so I've ate there? I mean, if you can't tell I've ate there, I mean, to I grew up on it though. Like <laughs> again, we had. were on a budget though. We yeah. were, and you don't understand. And this is this is the America that we know here. It's like you think feeding your children a two dollar Happy Meal or you know like a four dollar. Yeah you know, pizza or whatever it is, like, is going to be the way to budget. But in reality, all we're doing or what, you setting know, our parents really up. do. Yeah, it's, setting yes, it's setting ourselves up for failure when we grow up because we then think that is normal. That is okay. We're Babe, supposed to be eating pizza and burgers every day. People laugh at me. I didn't have my first Pizza Hut pizza. So I never had a commercial <laughs> pizza in my life. Until I was 18 years of age and I went to a friend's get out of here. Party. Seriously. I went to a friend's <laughs> birthday party and it happened to be at like um it, it was okay, Pizza so Hut, when Pizza Hut was like beside Sizzler, which was I, clear, and I'm like in shock. <laughs> pizza is like my it's it's my thing okay like pizza I grew up on actual pizza along with McDonald's so I'm not even like someone to ask about you know hey do you do you know what it's like you know to eat just healthy all your life because I don't know what it was like before getting into the point that yeah I had actually never had pizza until I went to his birthday party 18 but the thing that my family had which was considered to be our um you know budget super cheap if we were being treated, um, and you're gonna laugh at this, this is probably such an I'm in Aussie shock already. Like you've never. No, it was, we would go to the marina where all the boats and things were down by the water, and we would get fish and chips. So you get a piece of like you get like a battered scallop, you get a battered piece of fish, you get or you know crumbed or whatever it is you wanted. And as I got older, obviously mine were always grilled. But up until that, as a little kid, you were battered and you get chips, hot chips. And then you know what we would do with those chips? We'd put them inside bread. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Our tomato sauce. And we would literally eat chip fucking sandwiches. <laughs> that was my idea of takeaway. And that was probably the most processed food I ever had. We didn't have really anything else. But that Technically, was what they call chips 
K for yeah. my Americans here, well, it's like fries, fries, okay? Just fries, all right? Like, I think some people are actually thinking like actual chips. Like a potato I think of chips, I think of like, you know, Doritos or like, no, no, you know, no, like, no, on that we're note, actually talking about French on that fries. Note, so, we never had any of that. We never had any. Never I mean, had get any out of here with your, uh, I was perfect child eating. Not, not all, at all. Like, but you know what food. we did have and what we lived on was like massive big bowls of mashed potato because that's easy to make, super bulk. But you got to remember yeah, too. Again, potatoes is a perfect, perfect addition exactly. for anyone trying to do carbs. Mash, you know, in bulk. You know, we would make homemade wedges, homemade, but we would literally yes. just make homemade versions of what other takeout foods. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. where you would eat out. Yeah. Well, like that's like a like a refeed of mine. Like now, okay. I grew up on Little Caesars, which is considerably like a Pizza Hut. Okay, like for those Americans. Oh yeah, no, we didn't do that. Like we, I, I, I had a pizza almost every day. Like this is not no joke. Like well, it was a pizza or a kids meal every single day, along with beans and rice and chicken or tamales and tacos or some type of form of, you know, uh, stew or, you know, yeah. caldo, which is a soup, you know, like something along the way of that. But every single day I still had either a fast food through McDonald's at, you know, like, like I said, like a kid's meal or a pizza because Little Caesars was literally catty corner to our house, like not necessarily yeah. get but down the street so it was like the easiest thing for them to feed me and I was such a picky eater I would not eat you anything that wasn't maybe you know something with cheese which is sad but it was (laughs) ridiculous which is why I think I had such a bad relationship with with cheese actually within my 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 beginning of my fitness journey because I really demonized cheese because I ate it so much growing up and I really thought it was like the problem and it really never was it was the fact that it was my consumption of it how much I had like I would literally cheese every meal up well duh there goes my fats through the roof right (laughs) like you just don't realize you're over consuming a nutrient or some food and that's kind of where we go into the macro tracking that's what we always stress to you guys to track your foods because you may not be aware it's not necessarily the dairy or like you think that you're lactose intolerant you might to an extent because I think like the whole world at some point you know what I mean in their in their livelihood is gonna become a little intolerant to it if they have too much of it if you go in massive doses of it i think we're all going to have some of that backlash but again i thought it was just like a demon because i grew up with eating cheeseburgers and pizza like I, that was just kind of my thing and until no, i got out of high school i, I still ate that every day it's ridiculous you know geographical location has a lot to do with it too like we weren't oh, totally. close to any of these things at California all. Alley. I was regional you know farms everywhere girl so it's not you know it wasn't a massive thing so you couldn't have all those things it was just different growing up was just different well we're thinking of like big families too right like well any hispanic can relate to the bigger family kind of thing and some other families that can also you know get to the bigger number of siblings and you know cousins and everyone around and so here goes you know mom trying to cook for every you know person and 10 plus people it gets really costly and i think again this kind of relates still to what we're saying is cooking in bulk and you know really doing things that are going to allow the cost efficiency to help you spread it out through the week. So don't think of eating out every single day or having to outsource 
because outsourcing does get a little pricey. I only outsource sometimes when it gets really busy in my schedule, I'll outsource maybe like a lunch and dinner. So I won't even do my all meals of the day. Okay. I'll just do like a lunch and dinner. And um, that's two times a day. So I'll like maybe do five days because I know two of the days I'm going to be like more free. I won't do full seven days because I'll end up probably throwing that food away anyway, you know, because I'll end up wanting to eat my food because I'm going to not want to throw my food away. Um, So it's more about making sure, you know, you do resourcefully look at the stores that are local to you and start looking at maybe the price point is a little different from store to store. I think that's one of the things I've noticed a lot that you can see chicken, you know, let's say just $8 a pound. I'm just giving, you know, throwing numbers out now, you know, it's it's at, you know, Walmart versus it's $10 or $12 at another store. So I think that's also very helpful when we're thinking of the, you know, meal plan or what we have to eat, Um, but also eggs. I mean, we haven't even talked about eggs really. And eggs is probably the most like essential as far as getting egg whites or, you know, regular full eggs, depending on their macros. It's so easy. Like you can literally buy a a whole box of cartons of egg whites and then have a whole, you know, obviously egg, you know, carton of just regular eggs and be able to use those for every single meal. Like if you really had no uh, ability to get yourself beef and chicken, uh, you can live off tuna and eggs. I'm just saying, right? Like those are the two things you're <laughs> able to, I'm not saying it that's, that's not the ideal thing, but hey, you got to meet ends meet. And it's more about just being unaware of the bulk ordering or bulk buying and bulk cooking. I think that's really helpful. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So I think, you know, the short-term takeaways are fresh produce in bulk, you know, looking at um, the grains and the carbohydrates that service the whole family where you can yes. prepare in bulk, where you can actually also then prepare them many different ways for varieties. You're not just getting yes. the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we even toyed with actually getting chickens. So we had our own eggs as well. But I crunchy, can totally see you guys have just attacks birds though. So I'm like, I, I, my dogs would have ate them a long time ago. So. Probably <laughs> try to eat them. That's the only. Oh, he will eat it. it. Just oh, know, dogs God. will eat them. Like they don't just oh. kill them. He'll eat that. <laughs> I, did, I did consider the chicken because okay. eggs are expensive They're and vicious. Oh, yeah. And at the end of the day, fresh eggs are always best. You know, who doesn't love fresh eggs first thing in the morning, straight from the bloody backyard? Because mm-hmm. I know growing up, that was the best. Um, but, you, you know, I'm a farm girl. I've always oh, been a babe, girl. 100%. 100%. <laughs> I used to wake up at 4 a.m. at 7 a.m. No, I used to be out on the back of the truck transplanting beetroots into the fields before I'd go to school. No, no, I was going to or downtown LA at 4 a.m. to get produce. Okay, from like the downtown so my mom can actually like have her food truck because I grew up with my parents having food trucks and stuff so like I literally was always in the food truck whether if it was they would sell produce and we would have to go to downtown LA at four in the morning to beat this three-hour traffic you know technically to get there to be able to get back so that she can get to work essentially in her truck and go to all these little neighborhoods to be able to sell your fruit your vegetables your ice cream your you know she'd make tamales just certain days of the week so that was what I again this is why she was yeah. probably McDonald's is like here here you go shut up here's your happy meal you know what I mean and like you know go 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 play like in it and it was that was that hey this this is normal I think for so many people that are busy at work and then they just kind of want to maybe so, see their children exactly. and it just feeds them crap 
on that note, you know, because I have a nine-year-old and, you know, there is often times when you're out and about and you're running between appointments, you've got post, you know, um, after-school curricular act- activities, you know, she's running from ballet to swimming to, oh my God, yeah. doing everything, right? So, you know what I do? Sushi. Sushi is a incredibly cost-effective really great option to give your child a maybe it is over there but here it's actually like a delicacy like here in order for us to get sushi it's like you you want to make that the date night you want to make that like your sushi here well at least in texas it's not we're not on the water like even actually even when we go visit places on the water it's never a cheap like expense because yeah it's way more of a you see people here eating sushi it's going to be like we don't go there every day you know what i mean like you you can get like three big hand rolls which are like quite big like and she loves i know what the hand rolls are wow and um cucumber ones well you can literally get three of them for like five bucks so just to give you guys the perspective so So like like here would be double of that so just one hand roll would be double so like one hand roll would probably be 10 to 12 dollars you know per per one yeah and if we're thinking of just like maybe a you know like an actual roll that would be like eight or whatever sushis like you would probably consider five dollars is probably 15 bucks here yeah, so again, not, big, big difference, big difference. Yeah. yeah. Like so a regular, good. like if you did California rolls, you go to a California roll, you know, at a, at a sushi place, it's going to be minimum 12 to maybe up to $17. What? Yeah. What? It's, a, it's, it's, it's stupid. It's not a yeah cheap thing so, here, but I get it. It's different. Get, it's different exactly, regions, different parts exactly. of the world. Exactly. Australia is practically a, a, a swimming island, you know, like you guys have water all over. So you guys definitely have a lot more fishes. And I think that um, probably the cost of fish is probably very different than here. Here, the fish gets quite pricey, which is why I didn't mention any fishes except yeah. the tuna. Because tuna oh, in, in a can or salmon in a can, yeah, it's it's just the most uh, cost efficient here in the States. Other than that, it's going to be ground meats, like I was telling you guys. Um, as far as like other proteins, it would be eggs, um, eggs, egg whites, uh, beans, obviously lentils. Any of my vegetarians, vegans, like the number one thing is going to be your lentils, right? Like getting in sufficient amount of lentils and, you know, trying to also get in maybe even some, you know, protein powders. It's just, again, to cost efficiently, you know, budget things out. Usually those protein powders, we didn't talk about them today because no, i didn't talk about foods because they're yes. very expensive so they do so get expensive any, yeah for anyone that is looking at um you know actually keeping a proper budget you better off buying in bulk and cooking actual whole foods yep. eggs are going to be the way to go if you're trying to like really have, really budget mm-hmm. exactly exactly you'll keep it so much lower um, price point. Without if you're trying to think of your macro, well, how am I going to hit 25 grams of protein with no fat egg whites, y'all egg whites. Okay. Yeah. So that's like the easiest and most costly, you know, not, not in a bad way. It's like, you might as well just buy it in bulk and they last quite a while. They do. I know when I buy a box of, of egg whites and each one, each carton's like a couple months, I'll get definitely through those cartons, you know, within a couple months. So, um, just think of, you know, looking at wholesalers, go to the farmer's market, um, look at local stores and compare their prices, buy in bulk, cook in bulk, you know, don't just leave it day by day. Cause then you do end up, you know, obviously spending more by, you know, doing individual items rather than bulk items. Yeah. The marketing technique for all 
all products, it practically across the board for anything, drinks, food, um, even when you're at the store, just buying clothes sometimes. Why do you think they try to market two for one is, is, is cheaper, right? Like two, instead of just buying one, yeah. it's going to be more expensive. So individual yeah. packages, like if you're going to get mint, you know, individual like nuts, that's going to be way, way more, more. And you just buying a bag of nuts that you would have to weigh out yourself. So yeah. yes, you do have to do a little more legwork by measuring, you know, and, you know, obviously cooking in bulk um, and maybe just using the freezing technique that we talked about, maybe having to freeze your meals by the end of when the time, the freshness is out, you just throw it in the freezer. The freshness will not go out if you freeze it with enough time. Exactly. Exactly. Right. So, you know, you can clearly see that you can in fact eat clean you know, and I hate the word clean actually, but clean good wholesome can, food and just on a budget. Can, you yeah. can stay within a budget and you really can. You just need to be creative and you also need to be super yes. organized. It's organization yes. is gonna be the key. Preparation. Yeah, research your 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 source you know, for where you're going to purchase these things from. And then, you know, go to town. You may have to go to different stores. I know there's been times because of how big difference, you know, from meat to meat, or let's say from uh, even milk to milk. Oh my God. There's times that they try to charge me double the price for my almond milk. I'm like, I'm not going to go to that store to buy my almond milk. I'm going to go to this store to buy my almond milk, you know, because yeah. it is literally half the price, you know? So if it's worth, you know, you actually going to separate stores, I don't know how about fuel. I don't know how y'all's fuel is going over there. And my, you have to take that into consideration now oh with the gas prices going up. But I mean, at the end of the day, it's more about just being, like she said, a lot more organized, yep. but at the same time, make sure you are preparing these meals because if you wait to the day of, or just try to wing it, it yeah, all work. your food's going to be spoiled. Oh. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. I hope uh, you guys were able to learn from some of these. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And we'd love to hear some of your hacks. If you've got yeah. things that you know have worked for you over the years or in particular timeframes where you've had to be quite tight with stuff, we'd love to hear about, you know, what it is you've done, little, you know, little hacks you've had with regard. Fill us in. We'd like, love to share. Yeah. I guess even in some of the ways that you shop, that'd be great. Because I think, you know, there's so many. We don't know all the hacks in the world, but we would love to hear some more if we didn't talk about some and you guys do a current, you know, little bulking technique that allows you to save some money or some freezing techniques. I know I didn't learn about that avocado trip till like literally a few months ago and it's yeah, saved my life so many times that my avocado is about to go bad so um if you guys have any tricks yeah. like that about storing your food cooking your food budgeting you know and obviously you know meal prepping let us know share don't keep it to yourself give us all some of that you know knowledge and we'd love to share it with everybody else and once again thank you guys all for listening and we will see you guys on the other side next episode next episode bye bye Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Queen Divas, Queens of Fitness podcast. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Queen Divas Pod, on Twitter at Queen Divas 4, and follow our hosts on Instagram, Alicia at Alicia Gowans underscore WBFF Pro, and Steph at Stephanie Ayala 7. See you all next week.